0: This podcast is brought to you by Hostfully. We make property management software and digital guidebooks. To learn more and sign up for our industry newsletter, please visit hostfully.com.
1: Hey, fellow hosts. If you want to take your hosting business to the next level, then join the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy. Whether you own, rent, or manage properties, we have the resources, the tools, and the community to help you achieve your goals. The Short-Term Rental Profit Academy is ready for any host, any size, and includes a membership portal with over 50 hours of video lessons, a private Facebook group, and weekly live coaching calls, where Eric and I give you direct feedback and help you solve your biggest challenges. We're all about taking action and getting results. So if you're ready to start crushing it, sign up for our program at strprofitacademy.com. welcome to another episode of get paid for your pad and today we are joined by a marketing expert airbnb host in mexico city mr martin el chilangles did i pronounce that correctly
2: yeah pretty much you did yeah well done your, your spanish is getting better every time i, I hear from you.
1: <laughs> thank you i take that as a compliment so Martin is one of our students in the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy, uh, but he is also an inspiration to us because he runs a, uh, an incredible business in Mexico City, and I think he has uh, almost all, only five-star reviews, or even like only five-star reviews. Only, only five-star reviews, yeah, that's right. Over, five over, star reviews. over 100 <laughs> five-star reviews. You've never gotten a four-star review. That's no. incredible. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to let us know how you do that like do you bribe your guests to give them free Uh, tacos
2: i pretty much do bribe them yes (laughs) sometimes that's the best way
1: Okay, cool. We'll get into that. But yeah, the topic of today's podcast is uh, how we can apply certain marketing uh, principles in our Airbnb hosting business. But also we want to hear from Martin how he ended up in Mexico City and uh, his experiences with uh, being an Airbnb host there course how he was able to get so many awesome reviews and I know he he's also applying a lot of marketing techniques like collecting emails stuff like that so uh, we're gonna dive in uh, but Martin why didn't you why don't you tell us first how did you end up in Mexico City
2: I ended up in Mexico City basically I did a, a degree at university um, international business management with Spanish and the third year at university was going to be in Spain I'd already previously lived in Cuba, and I managed to persuade the head of my course that we should open up links with Latin America. So they found a the university in Mexico, and I was the first person from my university ever to go to anywhere that wasn't Spain. And from there, there was a, it was love at first sight. Uh, Mexico is amazing. I loved it. I spent one of the best years of my life there, and I thought, I'm going to come back here one day. It took me eight years. I've lived in a lot of places now. I've lived in, you know, like full-time in more than 10 countries. But by far and away, Mexico is uh, is my favorite one. So eight years later, I managed to find a job. Um, I worked for a big social media company. And I came back to Mexico in 2013. And I've been, been here ever since. I've left a couple of times to do a digital nomad thing, but home... The only place I feel comfortable is is Mexico. I I love it. I really, it's, you know, I I wouldn't say that anywhere, there's no country in the world that's perfect. Everywhere has their pros and their cons. But for sure, for me, Mexico is the place that has the biggest kind of pros against cons. Just the warmth of the people, the sounds in the street, the food, the weather, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, how welcoming Mexicans are. You know, you've seen how welcoming Mexicans are. You've been there, right?
1: Yeah, I've been there plenty of times and I definitely share your love for, for the country. And uh, we actually met in Mexico City a couple months ago, right before the world changed. Right before COVID-19, we, were, we, had a, we went to a restaurant with a few of the other uh, proper students and uh, we had some awesome food. We drank some tequila, we drank some, uh, some of our alcoholic drinks. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, little did we know how much the world was going to change
1: between now and then. Oh my God, yes, definitely. Little did we know that that was going to be one of the last like, really fun dinners that we would have uh, for a while. Yeah. Um, so you're not originally from Mexico, I can, I'm pretty sure, right? No,
2: I'm not. Um, so I am originally from the UK. Um, I was born in Scotland, grew up from seven years old in England, uh, near Liverpool. My mom is Welsh. I'm British, but I've spent the majority of my adult life outside of the UK now, living in various different places.
1: Awesome. Well, let's dive in. Um, let's talk about, first of all, let's talk about those, those reviews. Like, How do you manage to get only five-star reviews? What's the secret here? Well,
2: I think it's all about connection, first and foremost. you know, It's about emotion. It's about being personable. You know, before, before I was a, an Airbnb host, I was a host on couch surfing. So I used to have people come, me and my, my friend in London used to host travelers from all around the world who'd come and stay at our place. And we just loved that interaction with people coming to stay and taking them around the place. And, you know, we, me and my friend were both very internationally minded people. Um, and we just loved that. And then I think having a passion about what you're doing is very important. But you know, above all, it's about creating that personal connection with people. And that, that can be done on different levels. You know, if you can, if you have the ability to meet guests, I try and do that. Obviously at scale, that's a lot more difficult. But you know, there there are many other ways that you can do that. You can have videos, you know, or WhatsApps. I speak on the phone with people, even even things like you know, in my profile. I try and be as open about who I am as possible. You know, I tell people I used to be a food blogger in London, that my goal is to visit 100 countries by 40 years old. I tell them I'm a Toastmaster and I love public speaking. I just tell them everything that I love and I'm interested in. And I tell them I love tacos, espresso. And and you'd be amazed just from writing about that on my profile. Maybe five to ten percent of guests actually mention something in that that's in my profile, and they'll be like, hey, I see that you really love Uh, XYZ can you tell me about this or it's really interesting so so it's kind of creating that connection then you know I think it's always important to, to set expectations high but to exceed them so you know they get like a personalized welcome message when they arrive they get a hamper which is not talked about with some goods in there um, and, and basically, the idea you know, I've worked in, in e commerce before, and we have what you call uh, you know, I really like working with physical products. We have something that you call the unboxing moment. And the unboxing moment is when they get the product, they open the box. It's part of the customer experience. So I wanted to create something like that in my place. So, you know, they come through the door. They have this beautiful message. They have this hamper. Everything is very, you know, placed specifically so that the very moment they come in, the first impression is, oh wow, this place is great. They, they enjoy that. So I think that's very important. You know, responding quickly to messages is, is super important. Trying to find out, you know, trying to imagine a guest's problem before they know they have that problem. I think that's very important. I know this is a big debate in the hosting community. I don't ask for five-star reviews. Perhaps that's my either British or Mexican uh, influence indirectness. I don't like the concept of asking for that. I do it in a bit more subtle way. I tell them that I've left them a Mm five-star review and that I'd love to have them come and stay again. And I offer them a returning customer discount. So, you know, that's pretty much the first thing I do because you know, as soon as they go, I'm like, okay, I'm going to write the review. And then I write them the message to tell them that I've written them a five star review. <laughs> so I think psychology plays a little bit there because, of, you know, maybe there's been, you know, to be fair, I do have 100% five stars, but there's been a couple of times where I thought, uh oh, I'm going to get, you know, a three or a four. Actually, with one guy, I was sure I was going to get a one star. I was 100% convinced this guy's giving me a one star. I tried to really win him around in various different ways. And, but then I told him at the end, I gave him a five star and everything worked out. So first impressions count, but also last impressions. And I think that in business, in in Airbnb or short-term rental hosting, I should say, we often forget about the last impression. First impressions are great, but, but what was your last in interaction? So, you know, I always make sure that I reply to the reviews. I try and shorten, just put one or two lines about what the highlight of their trip was and writing it, not just to them, but for future guests to look at. So creating a good first impression, a good last impression, I think are probably uh, some of the most important parts to keeping a, a five-star 100% record. Yeah,
1: and just to summarize, because you've uh, you talked about a lot of different things here, and there's a lot of good stuff in there. But Let's just uh, summarize this for a moment. So one of the principles you talked about was building a relationship with your guests. Or connecting with your guests, and you, as you said, you can do that in a lot of ways. You write a lot on your profile, which is something that a lot of hosts overlook, and I guess they don't either don't recognize the importance. Uh, because as a Airbnb guests are staying not just at an apartment, they're staying with a host, and host, the host is part of the experience, is part of the reason why people choose Airbnb. So the more they know about you, and the more you offered to, to connect with you as a host, uh, the better. So it's, it's about creating that relationship. You mentioned um, talk to people on the phone, WhatsApp, videos. These are all things that, uh, that I've done as well to create that relationship. So that's one part, creating the relationship. And then the second part is over-delivering, right? So you, when you deliver more than what they expect, then you're almost guaranteed to get a five-star review, right? Of course, it's always possible that something goes wrong depending on, you know, what experience you're offering and where you're located and stuff, you know, sometimes something doesn't work, right? And one thing that I find really impressive about you is that you have every single one of your reviews is a five-star. So I know sometimes something must have gone wrong. So you were able to, even when that happens, you were able, by creating that relationship and how you manage the situation, you must have been able to still... Um, make that person feel like you've done everything in your power to create the best experience possible. And I think when guests can really feel that you care and that you are trying to do your best to give them that experience, then they will forgive you for, you know, when something isn't perfect.
2: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, there's been times where uh, I've had some really difficult experiences and some difficult guests for sure. I mean, I remember one time, I had this one specific guest who oh from the day he arrived no from before you know what I should have known before he was the only person that ever refused to send his ID or his email and then when he arrived like everything was wrong everything it wasn't clean now my cleaner is one of the best I've ever found in my life hundred uh, percent five stars on cleaning in fact Probably twenty percent of the reviews actually write about how clean the place is. This place is spotless always. And he says it was dirty. He said the place was noisy. Now Mexico City is a really noisy city, but whether it's the guys selling tamales or in the street, whether it's the guy shouting "¡Ellos!" There's every kind of sound in Mexico City. But in my space, there's no noise. Like it's it's one of the things that. Many people write about it's one of the things that I love. It's in a really great, trendy neighborhood, but it's not noisy at all. It's fantastic. He said it was noisy. He could hear dogs. There's no dogs. I don't know what dogs he was hearing. And, and you know, you know, sometimes people just complain about everything. Maybe I think I'm I'm sure it's like a, a self-esteem issue for them themselves personally. But absolutely everything was wrong. And then, you know, he said, Oh, I couldn't get the oven off and I'm like, okay. Uh, so we went out and we left the oven on with the door open. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this, this is a <laughs> gas oven. And I'm thinking, okay, this is this is probably pretty dangerous. But he gets back and then he's like, oh, I managed to turn the oven off, but now the gas is leaking. Quick help! So I'm like, oh no, right. So I rush over. I managed to call up the person on site. The security guards just come and turn it off. Uh, he just complained about everything. You know, the toilet was wrong, blah, 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 etc. etc. But here's the important point. You know, the final day, they blocked the toilet. And I'm like, okay, no one's ever blocked the toilet before, but I'm very sorry. I'll come over with a cleaner and a plumber. We're going to fix your toilet. I'm going to come over personally. I came over. I'm like, I'm really sorry about this situation. The plumber started. It was just a plunger. They just had to get a plunger and do that once cleaner came and was really going, oh, I'm really sorry, we cleaning. And I went out to the local deli. I bought like $100 worth of food. I came back and I gave it to them. And you know what, though? I didn't give it to him. I gave it to his wife and his daughters. And his wife and his daughters, you could see in their face, actually, one of them said to me, oh, you didn't have to do this. We know what he's like. And I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> And that was the one that I thought was going to be a one star. But I think the wife and the daughter's persuaded him that he needs to give me a five star. So it worked out well in the
1: right, Yeah, that's incredible.
0: Hi, everybody. It's Margot Schmorak. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Hostfully. We are so happy to be sponsoring this podcast with Jasper in hopes that it helps you during this challenging time hostfully helps 17,000 property managers around the world with property management software and digital guidebooks. And even in the midst of these hard times, we're seeing our customers get creative. I thought you might like to hear a few stories from them. One of our customers who's based outside of New York City is changing their rental model and shifting to long-term stays. And despite many cancellations, she was able to get a two-month booking in one of her rentals. Another customer took advantage of this time to do some poignant email marketing, emphasizing that they thoroughly clean the rental after every guest, and also implementing a 48-hour waiting period to protect future guests from any potential harm. To hear more stories like these and prepare yourself for this very low, but hopefully very short season, please go to Hostfully.com and sign up for our newsletter. We're excited to hear from you. Be well.
1: And uh, just going back to what you were saying before, I agree with you. I'd never ask specific for a five-star review, but instead of telling people that I left them a five-star review, if I was in doubt, because what I always, well, I don't always do this, but what I used to do um, back in the day when I was still trying to figure all this stuff out, I would look at the reviews that a guest had left to previous hosts. Right? Oh, yeah. Because you can, you can find that, mm-hmm. right? Okay. You, you have to dig a little, but... Uh, there's, but an ex- there's an
2: extension. It. There's a Chrome extension. I don't know if you have it. But, but I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's a Chrome extension where you instantly see every review that that guest is given. It's awesome.
1: Oh wow, that's very useful. <laughs> now I used to just dig through and see and see where the guests had stayed and, and look at the uh, you know the reviews that that guest has left, and you know that that gives you kind of an idea of you know is this a guest who's a little, a little critical? Do they leave a lot of four star reviews or not? And when I was in doubt, I would send uh, on WhatsApp because I also use WhatsApp to communicate with my guests because uh, you can do video, you can do audio messages and all of that. Um, but I would send them a, I would leave them a five-star review and then I'd take a photo with my phone and then I would send that screenshot on WhatsApp. So not only would I tell the guests like, hey, I just left you a five-star review. Thank you for staying. Would love to host you again in the future. And then I would send them a screenshot so they can actually see it. it's kind of like almost like proof not 100% proof because you can go back right you can not confirm it but it's you know it's a strong sign that that I'm leaving a five star review so but i agree like that's where i draw the line i don't want to actually go ahead and and tell my guests like hey you know please leave me a five star review i know a lot of hosts do that um uh, for me that's that's just uh just kind of crossing the line because in the end of the day they have to leave a review that's that they think is accurate. But, you know, I, I do let them know that I left them a five star review, especially if I'm a bit worried that they might leave me a four star review. And oftentimes it's not, it's not even that that I think that they didn't like the experience. It's just that some people have a different valuation system in their head, right? Like yeah. some people they think that five stars is for that's only for the four seasons and the Marriott's right? So in their mind, it's like, okay, well, you know, like this was a, a pretty, pretty nice place and nothing wrong. So I'm going to give it a free star, right? Like a free star hotel. And they don't realize that that's pretty much a one star for us. Anyway, let's uh, let's dive uh, a little bit more into the marketing because that's another thing I want to talk to you about. Can you share with us some marketing concepts and how you apply those concepts in your, in your Airbnb business to get more bookings? It's a big question. <laughs> um, I know, it's a big question. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to give well, all the secrets, you know, just, just one or two.
2: Okay, Marketing 101. we will take a couple of hours here. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's really important, first of all, to define what is marketing. I think a lot of people in the Airbnb space, but also in anything to do with online media, they don't fully understand the concept. Marketing is not advertising. Advertising is just one slice of the marketing plan. What should you be doing from a marketing point of view as a host? Well, you know, you should be establishing your brand, finding a niche and your target market, creating a customer persona. So for example, what what do we mean by finding a niche? Um, Like, is it business travelers? Is it luxury guests that are on holiday? I worked for a while with uh, Coca-Cola, And um, one of the things that I was amazed by them was that how specific they get into their customer persona of, of each brand. So what's the difference between a Coke, a Diet Coke, and a Coke Zero? There's basically no difference, right? It's the same thing. Oh, no. They have totally different profiles. And I mean, like, they'll be like, okay, so Diet Coke or Coca Light, that's Jane. She's 25 years old. She likes to go shopping on Saturdays. These are her interests. She likes reggaeton music. She likes XYZ. Um, and then, you know, the perhaps the zero guy that's more adventure sports. Let's say a male. He likes to go skateboarding. He likes surfing, et etc. Et so I think an important marketing concept is market research and it's also focusing on your target market. It's much easier to sell to sell anything. And this applies in all industries. When you know exactly who your target market is, you can sell to them in a much better way. So I decided that I wanted to go into luxury and partly because of the reason you said previously with the, the reviews. You know, people, if you go from medium place, you're going to get lower reviews for sure. And things like that, you know, they're, they're, they're very important. So, so my customer profile basically is a guy called David. He's 40 years old. He's from New York. He loves discovering new food places. He's been on several international uh, breaks. He has a passport. He's from the U.S. He's he's just a few hours flight away from Mexico City. He hasn't been before or he may have been once, um, but he doesn't know the place well. He knows a few words of Spanish and he loves tacos and discovering new places. He also likes drinking tequila. So when you have this in your head, You know, this means that I can make everything all around my product focused on what would David like? What does he want to do? But anyway, coming back to to my main point about, you know, marketing versus advertising. Marketing is not just about sending out emails or tweets. It's doing market research, it's studying consumer behavior, it's SEM, it's SEO, it's content marketing, referral marketing. It's the customer journey, you know. The customer journey is really important. You know, for when you first get known, you could always look at it like a funnel. It's, you know, you have awareness, consideration, could be like the inquiry, the booking, customer experience, and then at the bottom, post-state. You know, it's just as important, the post-sales process as it is, you know, before. So I think that's pretty important. And you have to bear in mind, you know, when you're going from one end to the other end, We're not just thinking about Airbnb here. We might be thinking about having our own direct website. What we want to do with each stage of the funnel is to go down one stage in in the funnel. So what does that mean? Well, that means that the very first time somebody hears about me, awareness, I'm not trying to get them to book, right? I'm trying to get them to consider me. So I want to take them down. And now that's a different tactic. These are like fundamental marketing concepts that really help with the business and especially in what we're doing. Not necessarily marketing, probably more strategic management, but Michael Porter's competitive advantage. You have cost versus differentiation. So, you know, what do you want to distinguish yourself on? What do you want to compete on? Do you want to compete on price? In which case, you don't have much wiggle room. You probably don't have money to give out a welcome hamper basket. You can't buy them a bottle of wine. Or do you want to compete on differentiation? And for me, you know, without a doubt, what I wanted to do was to give a big experience. You know, competing on cost is a zero-sum game. It's not something you want to do. It's a race to the bottom. Nobody wins. So, yeah, I think probably like a fundamental and important concept is about differentiation. It's find your USP, your unique selling point. What's your unique selling point? My very first Airbnb was a room. I rented out a room where I was living. And it was right by a place called the World Trade Center in Mexico City. So I put, you know, I decided my customer persona there was very different. It was somebody who was coming to one of the big conferences or concerts. They were kind of split into two. So my profile photo was the World Trade Center. And, you know, I focused everything on on that, basically. So... Millions of marketing concepts, and uh, you know I have yeah. a tendency to talk much sometimes, but those are yeah. those are probably some of the most basic ones.
1: well, yeah, we have to cover all of those, but i uh, I think one concept that you mentioned is is extremely important, and it 's something that I think most hosts don't do. I think it's awesome that you actually created an avatar, you gave it a name, age, gender, like everything right, and that's really, really good i haven 't gone that far. I thought about who's my typical client, and what's my what's my unique selling point, and those things like what's my who's my audience. But to actually give it an avatar, to be really build that avatar is is a really good idea. And um, I think when people listen to this, they might think, well, but you're not only you don't only want to sell to that person, right? At least that's a fault that I had before when I've uh, when I've about all this stuff and i've done i've I've built avatars for our educational company right for str legends and for short-term rental profit academy so i understand the concept of avatars but one thing i wanted to to clarify is if you have david as your avatar and you just subscribe them it doesn't mean that only the davids are going to stay with you right what it means is that you're speaking specifically to that person but you get booking some other type of people as well but by speaking to that one person, it's just, you make it very, very clear what your message is and what your, what your offering is. Like it's easier to understand for the client If you understand, if you really have a, a clear vision of who your client is, then the, the client is gonna understand your product better as well, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, trying to appeal to everyone means you're gonna to appeal to no one. So exactly. it's, it's really
2: important to have that in mind. And I, I find that having a name, even I've drawn a picture uh-huh. I'm not really good at drawing, but, but I have a picture of him. I have him in my head. You know, this helps because you could, if you have any kind of decisions to do, you can be like, well, what would David need? You know, what would make David stay better? And, you know, that doesn't mean that people that are not 40 years old called David from New York are not welcome or are not going to book. They're still going to book. But I, it definitely takes you just that one step a little bit further down the road of who your target market is and what they want
1: absolutely i mean for for one thing it it forces you to make the shift from thinking about what you enjoy and what you think is is enjoyable versus the the guests right because it's easier to come from your own perspective and you think like, okay, well, I think it's cool to have this this chair here, and I think it's cool to have uh you know this welcome gift, but if you if you really think about the client and put their needs first, then you might come to a different a different conclusion or a different idea right. Cool, man. Well, that's uh, that's really valuable. I mean, I would I would recommend every single host who's listening to this podcast. I would highly encourage take an hour of your time, sit down, and do what Martin did. Write out your avatar. Right? Who is that person? Give that person a name, and and then in all your communications, in your listing, in your photos, in the offering, the experience that you're offering, in everything, just think. You know what would that person like? What's the need of that person, right? And if you if you use that mindset to create your entire listing, your entire uh, experience, then I'm pretty sure uh, you're going to see some uh, some pretty good results on that. So it takes a little bit of time to do that, and it's you know like when I've built avatars in the past. It's not like I don't find it super easy. I really have to sit down and, and really think about it. But if you if you do it, then it, it's really worth the investment in the long term. I think so. I really want to encourage that to everybody. All right, man. Well, that was uh, that was really valuable. There's some some really core principles that we talked about that I think are extremely important. I want to thank you for for sharing your uh, wisdom with us and. Um, yeah, let people let people know if they come to Mexico City, how can they how can they find your listing?
2: At the moment, if they were looking for by Airbnb, for example, they can go to airbnb.com slash h slash Condesa. That's where Condesa. It's, uh, That's a neighborhood, yeah. right? That's the uh, the the pretty cool neighborhood. It's one of, That's the, right. one of the best neighborhoods around. Yeah, I managed to get the uh, personalized URL for that, which was quite nice. quite good.
1: Condessa. That's C-O-N-D-E-S-S-A. So Airbnb.com/h/condessa, slash and we'll put up these. Uh, we'll put up these links on the show note page on getpaidforyourpad.com. So go ahead and check that out. Definitely, I want to recommend check out uh, Martin's listing because it's a it's beautiful listing. So just by looking at it, I'm sure you'll be inspired. And uh, check out his uh, reviews. It's five point zero reviews the scores on, on every single aspect of his ratings uh, which is pretty incredible so martin thank you so much for for joining and uh thanks for being a uh active member in our short-term mental profit academy as well it's been a pleasure uh working with you
2: no oh, thank you for having me you've been, a, you've been an inspiration and a great help on my journey so i i appreciate it very much
1: so Martin, thanks for joining. This was, uh, this was really awesome. And to the listeners, go and check out the show notes at getpaidforyourpet.com. And uh, of course, there's going to be a next episode. So hope you enjoyed this one and until the next one. Bye-bye. Get paid
0: for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.
1: Fellow hosts, if you want to take your hosting business to the next level, then join the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy. Whether you own, rent, or manage properties, we have the resources, the tools, and the community to help you achieve your goals. The Short-Term Rental Profit Academy is ready for any host, any size, and includes a membership portal with over 50 hours of video lessons, a private Facebook group, and weekly live coaching calls where Eric and I give you direct feedback and help you solve your biggest challenges. We're all about taking action and getting results. So if you're ready to start crushing it, sign up for our program at strprofitacademy.com.